Hi everyone, this is Josh Coe. I am the executive producer of Golden Great and director of Collaboration SF. And thank you for joining us for a little reflection that's really neither gold or great. It has been about 10 days and we continue to mourn and process the murder of George Floyd as well as the, the list of violence and victims uh, lost to police brutality, which is far too long. Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, name after name after name. And so we, as we still sit in that and figure out how to process this as individuals and as an organization, we want to make sure that we are responsible in the way that we show solidarity to the black community during this time. We've started to compile a list of resources, and those are available on all of our platforms, as well as our website at collabsf.org. Kearney Street Workshop has also put together a great list of resources, and that is linked on our list as well. I know that there is a lot of anger and frustration in our community, um, and rightly so as we try to do what we can. And that's why we want to really interrogate the own work that we are doing as a volunteer organization. If our mission statement is to empower and uplift Asian American artists in our community through entertainment, that empowerment cannot come at the expense of the black community and other communities of color. It means that Although we cannot fully understand the experience and the injustice of the black community, we want to listen and we want to stand in solidarity. We want to resist and be actively anti-racist. Now, what does this mean? It means channeling our anger and frustration into action. As you've probably seen all over the internet, there have been tons of resources, action steps that you can take, and we encourage you to look through those, including our curated list that I just mentioned earlier. But we want to think more carefully about the structures that have got us here. It's like a message that we heard uh, this weekend at a protest I attended. We heard from a 70-year-old woman who was one of the original strikers during the Third World Liberation Front at SF State in 1969. And she implored us to take those emotions, that passion, that frustration, that anger, that as we take that and move that into action, we also have to be reminded of the environment we're fighting in. What are the structures that we need to resist and change when it comes to fighting institutionalized racism. It reminds me of that old cultural practice that a lot of us in the community follow. We all take our shoes off whenever we enter a home. And I don't know the origin of that practice, but I do know that when entering someone's home, it is a sign of humility and respect 
to follow through, remove those shoes. I also know from public health experts that 90 to 95% of the bacteria that can be tracked around a home, normally the main culprit is the shoe. So Asians have been on the forefront of that for some time now. Why do I bring that up? To deal with anti-blackness in our community, we must leave the racist bacteria at the door. To do that means acknowledging what we have been tracking in all these years. It means confronting our history, our work, even the way that we ourselves and us in the APEDA community has thought and engaged with these ideas for years. Now, one example of this is in education. I recently watched the PBS documentary on Asian Americans, and there was a portion on the Mamie Tape case. Her parents, Joseph and Mary, had tried to get her enrolled in a school and were not allowed to let her in. They took that case to the Supreme Court, was ruled unconstitutional, and it led to the creation of an Oriental Chinese school. 20 years later, the decision Plessy v. Ferguson came out and enshrined again the idea of separate but equal. There is a shared interest in communities of color by fighting against an institutionalized system of education that privileged white students at the expense of students of color. Now we still fight elements of that system to that day, but we also acknowledge that there were certain new rights that came out of the civil rights movement that black activists began that allowed a variety of Asian Americans to receive the types of education, educational experiences that they might not have received in generations prior, thanks to Brown v. Board of Education and the Immigration Act in 1965, which allowed a variety of high-skilled workers to come to the United States, changing the ideas of what Asians can be and leading to the model minority myth. We refuse to lean into that model minority story any longer. We refuse to be a wedge when it comes to solving the very real issues and problems that need to be addressed in the institutions that have led to racism, discrimination, and justice against the black community. And so that leads us back to our theme, to go back where we came from, to make sure that we all recognize that all lives don't matter until black lives matter. It means taking the time to make sure that we are uplifting and supporting the black community it requires internal work that we need to unpack our personal histories, familial histories, cultural histories to affect how our lives, our art and our craft have been influenced by these ideas. To take the bacteria off means we have to acknowledge and unlearn what we have been taught to avoid spreading 
the pandemic of racism that's been going on for centuries. For us at Collaboration SF, we encourage conversations, difficult ones, within your families and friends. And we are going to do our part with this podcast, our platform, our events, to continue to address this issue in our communities. We want to make this house clean. That's going to do it for now. We'll be back soon with another uh, regular episode. Until then, stay safe. Black Lives Matter.